Let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> All right, cool. Um, hello and welcome to Netflix. But what the heck? Wait, 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 Sean, what have you just done? Oh, just, just, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, okay. that's oh, the that's, original one. Yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. mailed by the, uh, what, what did you say the other one? Is this the is the corner or... shop. This is, the that's corner James shop. Stewart. Yeah, yeah that's right. James Stewart and Margaret Sullivan. So there's the two films together. Was she a child actress? I don't actually know that, to be honest with you, Sharon. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well okay, done. Cool. For anybody who's listened to that, uh, we'll see it on YouTube. Sean just did something weird with his background. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hello and welcome to Netflix for the Cinema, the podcast that is feeling a little bit like Sherlock this um, this week. My name is Tosin, and I am your host based up in the Midlands in the United Kingdom. Joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hello. Right, yes. And uh, yes, we join us in a week in which I think... The big film that's been in the cinemas is Shang-Chi. Or as they say in the film, Shang-Chi. <laughs> or Sean, uh, Sean well, you, you're showing up some moves. Have you been inspired? Have you been inspired to sort of throw some shapes? The, the, the thing was, what's really, I was really into the Kung Fu era, obviously, with Bruce Lee and all that. And, and I was also into the Marvel comics. Yes. And the one came out, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. There, was, there were two. There was Iron Fist and Shang-Chi. But I didn't actually like the comic strip version of of shang chi yeah and they also bought out some like larger magazines for a while there was it's obviously the bronze age of comics and one and it became like a a small sort of annual almost so yeah so anyway yeah sorry so i was intrigued to see see if it was going to be like yeah. the comics were yeah because i think the original the original comic book was oh well this is not even the shang chi review we'll, we'll get to that later this is just a, <laughs> yeah. this, this is just a, like this is just sean and okay this is Sean showing off that he's lived through things, and this is me showing off that I've read a lot of Wikipedia. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's like, oh, but I think the the original one was made to co- to capitalize on like because it was released around about the time Enter the Dragon was was done, and it was so sort of like you know a bold faced Marvel thing to ooh at the moment ooh martial artists is very very popular yeah, yeah. let's capitalize on it. So um, they did it with obviously usually when these things happen not the most. Not the most sensitivity, not the most cultural sensitivity, but we will talk about that when it comes to the film later on. But apart from that, what else have we seen in the cinema this week? Sharon, I'm going to start with you because I'm going to put you on the spot. Yes, I did not get to a cinema visit this week. Life got in the way. So I, um, no, I didn't get to see a cinema. um, And I knew that you chaps would be all over Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. And I don't think I was left with a lot. Well, well, as we know on this podcast, anybody listening to this podcast to know that Sharon might not have been able to, but we have a Sean. We, we <laughs> yeah. have a Sean to balance these things out. It's kind of like that scene in The Avengers where Loki goes, I have an army. And Tony Stark goes, we have a Hulk. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like, we have a Sean to make up for these things. So, Sean, what did you see in the cinema this week? Okay, I saw um, a People Just Do Nothing, big in Japan. Oh, yeah. yes. And um, I saw also Nighthouse, which uh, was that was that was sort of last week. I saw that, so All those right. are the two I've seen at the cinema. Um, and I nearly, nearly, although it was on really, really late, I nearly watched Rise of the Foot Soldier, but I didn't quite manage. Good to Lord, get that one. they're still making those. They still, make, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Vinnie Jones was in this one. If I'd have, if I had have caught it, but I didn't actually. 
But you see, you see that Rise of the Foot Soldier is one of those things that I've heard of, never watched any of them. No. But it's all... one of it's one of these weird franchises that seems to cost no money and just keeps ticking along in the back without <laughs> without you realizing yeah. how successful it's been. You kind of think, <laughs> Oh no, nobody watched that. Why are there five of them? <laughs> like, because somebody watched that it just wasn't you all right cool and i i got to see okay so this is usually the point because you spoke about Nighthouse, another film i didn't even know i haven't even heard about but um and this is usually the point in the podcast where i complain about how there are no interesting films apart from blockbuster fair that has been released at the view cinema redditch but this week i didn't go this week i went to i had one of the most unique um Ooh cinema viewing experiences of my life so far i went to the everyman Whoa. cinema in birmingham and they have an i have to give them a big up for this because at 11 o'clock on tuesday mornings they have a baby cinema where essentially people with young children oh, younger okay. than age of, <laughs> cool, yes. yeah people with of, with young children younger than the age of one come in and you sort of like you take your baby in there and you can watch whatever film is on i think last week was the courier this week was Shang-Chi. younger than the age of one yeah so, so proper tiny wee babies then. So proper, proper tiny babies, proper tiny babies, and you go in there like for in for the price of your tickets, you get to see the film. They bring you, they bring you to your seat, a hot drink and a cake or popcorn, whichever one you want, <laughs> and you just sort of sit down there and watch the film with this. And because obviously everybody there has kids, if the baby starts fussing, you can bring the, you can hold the baby, and you can walk around the cinema like you know, just sort of try to. Oh, and I was yeah. like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely awesome. I was, I, I was like, I was like, I've never done that before instead of walking around and there's a whole bunch of like you know you know parents and catch jealous eyes and you're like mm, yeah yeah i know i know yeah yeah me. and it's so no i think it's brilliant i think i was great that they did that and i just thought i needed to sort of give them props of the everyman cinema in birmingham for um for having a baby cinema 11 o'clock every week and also because my wife found it online and she was like we've got to go quick they won't let you you they won't let you come in after your baby's one year old i don't know how oh. they'll know but <laughs> but that's brilliant that's really good i know i think it's i think it's brilliant i think i think what they did that was good was was really really good and also there seems to be something in the water because i know that uh sharon you saw wonder woman 1984 yes finally caught up with it yeah, yeah, because we, we spoke about this Ooh. last week on the podcast. <laughs> and, and also, my brother, my I think this must just have come on Sky Cinema or something, because my brother was watching it this week, and and he was so it's pretty much live messaging me as he was watching this, watching it with his son, going, "Hang on a second, is it me? Is this not as good as the first one? Am I tired? What's going on?" So, Sharon, quickly, what did you think of Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah, it's not as good as the first one. I think that's consensus that I would agree with. Um, yeah, it seemed to lose its way part of the way through, and now I'm what I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, what was it about again? <laughs> and a few days ago, so oh yeah, the wish thing, the wish stone thing. Wish yeah, stone. it just feels like it was an elongated television show, really, rather than a proper feature film. So. And it's an old story, isn't it? You know, be careful what you wish for, because there's always a thing yeah. in the town. There's always a price. Yeah. So we've heard that story going back to the monkey's paw, haven't we? So, yes, it was an interesting outing for Wonder Woman and to sort of see Chris Pine resurrected for a, a sort of an 80s outing and his different <laughs> outfits. But, but yes, it was, it felt like it probably could have been done in half the time. And yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess everybody wished for bad things and greedy things rather than the people that would wish for happiness and peace on earth and, 
and give will to all men you know so yeah there weren't many of those were there or... no but i'm sure there would have been a few which i'm which... sure there would have been a few like could we have a cure for cancer or something yeah. i'm sure there would have been but then none of that appeared on there it was all Save like the oh, trees. yeah it was all like let's have, let's have the money let's yeah. give me the money the yeah, show me the money <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, so. it, yes uh, I, I won't say anything else because i mean i think we said enough about when i think we did yes yeah, yeah uh, i'll just i'll just uh, i just agree with you sharon that it is a film that you watch and it stays with you because you keep going hang on what was that like a week after you watch it you're like what was that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that, anyway I, what what did you see at the what did you see at the baby cinema oh we saw shang chi Oh, oh, that's where you saw it. Oh, cool. yeah, that's what Sochi G. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite clever the way they do it because they they turn the sound down, they turn the sound down so that it doesn't sort of like bother the babies too mm. much. And I figure that what they do is that they only have the speakers at the front of the cinema working, so like it doesn't like you know it doesn't come from the side, it just comes from the oh, front yeah. where yeah. the screen is, and it, it's it means you miss out on some of the Dolby surround sound, but. To be able to walk around the cinema with my daughter, hey, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. All right, cool. And at home, at home, what did we see, Sharon? I caught up with, because it's the anniversary of the 9-11 events 20 years ago, I've been watching some of the documentaries about that. So I watched one on iPlayer called 9-11 Inside the President's War Room. And that's what I saw on iPlayer. And Sean, what did you see? I I saw a French film called The Swarm. Oh, I think it was called La Nuit. La Nuit. It's on Netflix. So yeah, yeah, so The Swarm. You see now, because we have a WhatsApp group where we say what we've been watching. And Sean put the swarm down, and I was like, "What? The Michael Caine movie?" The Michael yeah. Caine, yeah, from nineteen eighty-two <laughs> yeah. or nineteen eighty-three to death. Oh no, no, no! But okay, no, the 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 uh, okay. yeah, French, French. Okay, cool. I'm French into, movie, yeah, yeah, twenty twenty. I'm, I'm interested to hear about that. And I saw something called the White Lotus, which has been getting rave reviews. Yes, I've seen the the icon that, for it, but not is seen that a it film anymore. or a series. It's a series. It's a, a series. six oh. six part series on. I saw it on Now TV, so it's a Sky thing. And oh, it's yeah. began rave reviews um, uh, in America and all that, but you will hear the real review that matters, which is my review. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the important one. All right, cool. So let us kick off. Let us kick off, and let's kick off with Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings to give it its full uh, its full title. Now, this is a film. This is the same way that Marvel have been doing a lot of firsts. I think Marvel have they've they have become the most powerful filmmaking people in the world. They essentially rule the summer. And little by little, they're beginning to flex their powers. They used it to eventually bring the first sort of black superhero who was headlining um, like a, a film in this new era, because we had Blade years ago, but in this new sort of blockbuster era of, of things, they brought Black Panther in. They said, okay, cool, we're going to... And they weren't the first because Wonder Woman got there first, but they said, okay, we're going to do Captain Marvel, which is a film. And they're, they're using all these things to sort of take things that um, you would imagine somebody would have complained years ago that, oh, it isn't commercially viable. Women don't want to watch a film that has a woman as a lead and, and like, you know, black people don't want to watch <laughs> something. You know, Chinese people don't want to watch something that has them in it. And so now they have decided that w- the latest flex that they're going to do, the latest muscle flex they're going to do is that they are going to move into the martial arts realm. And we were talking a little bit earlier about Shang-Chi, which is obviously it's a Marvel property, so it was based on a comic that they made. Sean, what was it in the... 70s, 80s? 70s, yeah. 90s, about 1973, 74, I guess. Yeah, around about the when, time Enter the Dragon was released. Yeah, Bruce Lee films were becoming the big thing. Everybody wanted to go to yeah. karate lessons. and um, Yeah. Yeah. And so, Marvel, Marvel jumped on the bandwagon and they created this character, Shang-Chi. Yeah. 
And um, at, the, at the same time, they created. There's a TV series I think called Iron Fist. I've not seen it, but there oh, was yeah. another. There was another martial arts one called Iron Fist. That was yeah, I, that I, Iron Fist. A lot of problems with Iron Fist, but <laughs> a lot of problems with Iron Fist. But um, so yeah, they created that, and so this film is uh, it's essentially them taking that character and bringing it in, and at the same time updating a whole bunch of things because there's been a lot of trouble um usually when it comes to the treatment of southeast asian characters or east asian characters in the marvel thing like for instance the ancient one in doctor strange there was a whole <laughs> yeah. problem where they were like how are we gonna do this the mandarin who is usually like an iron man bad guy they were like the the fact that he was he he was put in the comic as a sort of fu manchu character and mm. it was so it was seen and I know Marvel did a lot of hand wringing, and when they made when they made uh, when the Mandarin and the Ancient One have both shown up in previous Marvel movies, and they sort of figured out ways in which they thought were quite clever. <laughs> but yeah. even though they were quite clever in the way they dealt with it, they still ended up being like sort of lambasted by a lot of East Asian people, going, "You are not. This is not." Give, showing proper stuff to the you're taking a job away from an East Asian actor to give to somebody else but Sean carry on that's it well in the comics you mentioned Fu Manchu didn't you well, well in the comics yes. Shang-Chi is uh, Fu Manchu's son. relative yeah, son. So, yes. yeah so the thing is I need to actually figure out Fu Manchu exactly what was on about Fu Manchu or who Fu Manchu was or what I need to figure out because that's something that I feel I missed out on I don't understand yeah. what the Christopher big... Lee Christopher Lee did a little yeah. series on him yeah, but but it, it sounds like it was essentially it was part of the whole. Uh, before I understand the yellow peril, where essentially the West, <laughs> was, they, the West was going, oh my God, China, they're gonna kill us all. <laughs> and so, so in this film, you meet up with uh, you meet up with Shang Chi or a character called Sean in San Francisco, Sean, and you yeah. get you get to meet him. Oh, Sean, yeah, I never thought of that. Did you never think of that? Oh, see, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm, I was that made me quite feel quite oh, I quite like that. There's a Sean, Sean on the planet, you know, there's a Sean, yeah, yeah. So he. Is, he's like uh, I think he's probably about twenty something. He's not really going. Probably late twenties. He isn't really going anywhere in his life. He's he has a job park like valet parking at some rest uh, at some hotel along with his friend um, Katie, who they're both of Chinese origin. They're both they they both live in San Francisco, and they have a friend who's kind of going. You guys aren't doing anything with your life. You haven't actually achieved anything with your life. And they even have this story about how when. Um, when Sean first moved over to the to the states, he had to be saved by Katie from a bully who was trying to beat him up from uh, from a racially aggravated attack, essentially. And so she's she's always felt really protective of him. And then one day, in a scene that uh, that made me think of nobody, Sean, I don't know about yeah, you, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know, I know the one you mean. Yeah, they're, they're on a bus, and these guys come up to him, and they have he has this pendant around his neck, and they're like give us the pendant it's like a sort of jade pendant pendant and he's like oh no i think you've got the wrong person it's like give us the pendant or we'll take it from you and she's like i don't think you're, i don't think you know what you're talking about this guy can't fight and then all of a sudden sean turns into jackie chan and <laughs> he turns into jackie chan and he and there's this fight scene on a bus on a moving bus by the way that sort of combines speed a jackie chan movie a superhero thing a bit of nobody in there it's 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 a really cool action set piece and then it turns out that um sean is actually shang chi that is that's his full name and when these people attack him he's like i need to go to macau to find my sister and you find out more about his story about who his dad was and you find out a little bit more about the ten rings and then superhero movie type things happen now <laughs> and i think that's a that's that's about all you really need to know about this film. I mean, if you're thinking, no, what exactly is a storyline before I go watch this <laughs> film? You're probably not the kind of person to watch this film. So, um, but I think this is great. I think it is Marvel essentially doing a proper sort of Chinese fantasy Marvel 
martial arts film, I think the first martial arts thing you get is on the bus. Then after that, it becomes a little bit more superhero-y in the action. So there's no there's no place no other place that's as pure action as the first action scene that you get. After that, it gets more fantasy and all that, and it goes into. I'm pretty sure there's bits of Chinese folklore in there that I personally don't know enough about but there's bits of chinese folklore to do with dragons and things and the end of the world and all that but i love this i thought this was brilliant i thought that they did it very very well i was watching the whole film just kind of going this is flowing nicely this is going nicely and it probably has okay i'll, I'll stop that so sean i'll let you talk about it in a second and it probably has for me one of my you know how Marvel, they finish the film and then they have a credit sequence, but this is yeah. before the credits start. Before the credits start, it probably has one of my favorite, favorite end sequences of all... Oh, no, 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 it's the mid-credits of, of all things. Essentially, it's the bit where, where Wong, because there's other characters from other yeah. Marvel movies that come yeah, in. Yeah, Wong, yeah. Wong tells them, your life has changed. Don't worry that you go home and get some sleep because you're about to, your life is going to change from this moment on. And then the, 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 the response to that is probably my favorite final scene of any Marvel movie ever. I just, I just loved this. I thought it was really, really good. Sean, I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, what can we say about this? Yeah, the pendant thing's really, really interesting because, I mean, being the aficionado of the, of the, like the old Bruce Lee films, well, with the pendant, in the first film, Bruce Lee's big film, his make through film, The Big Boss, he's yeah. actually got a pendant that his mother's given him. Oh, yeah, he does. And he doesn't fight. He does not fight for the whole film. You're thinking, come on, when are you going to get, when are you going to get fighting? When? And it's when it gets ripped off. And That's then he just goes, hey, hold it. And then he just, if, you, if you're watching the dub version, if you're watching the subtitle version, he says I something. I broke my promise. different. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that was, I, I don't know if that was a reference. I, I sort of thought it, Possibly could have been it in could some, have been. Yeah, some, it could have some been, respect, yeah. but anyway, yeah. And I mean, after after um, Black Widow, this this was a real pleasure to see. And and you're right, Tozin. They they got this right. They they had this. To me, it was just it was it was great. And when they even mentioned the Mandarin, and yes, I mean, I just yes. that was just like the super hammy. That was like I was like, oh yes. <laughs> Oh, Tony Slattery. I think that's his name, isn't it? I don't remember, but yeah. Trevor, Trevor Slattery. Trevor, 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 Trevor Slattery. Yeah, Trevor. Hey, Trev. Yeah, you're right. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because they sort of mentioned that before. And so, yeah, I mean, they 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 put, brought it all back in. They pulled all the stops together. Yes. I thought it was great. Probably quite a lot of um, uh, CGI. You could really see the CGI towards the end of the movie. I mean, well, there yeah, they, yeah, yeah. There they, but that was... But I mean that—that's cool. It worked, and I really, really like. Is her name? What is her name? Is her name Nikki or what, who's the one? Who's the the girl? Like his sidekick, the one. Aquafina. Who, Aquafina. Yeah, she, she plays Katie. Yeah. Katie. Yeah, yeah. Katie. I think she's great, and I—I think she must have been in. Um, she's been in a couple of other things. She was. She was, she was, she was in Ocean's Eight. She was in Jumanji. Crazy, the crazy Jumanji, Rich the next level. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but she's she, she. I find her quite amusing and quite funny. I think she's she's. She's quite a good character, although I, yeah. So, but on the whole, yeah. I mean, I know we haven't got a lot of time. I could talk about this for ages, but I, 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 you know, I mean, maybe that's for another time. But just say, yeah, it was really, really good. They brought everything together. It flowed nicely. I sat there. I really enjoyed it. It had enough in there to make it fun without being too, too slapsticky. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And it was, yeah. It's just like you know, yeah. With the, 
And as I say, what can, how can you not like Before you give the stars, can I ask one question? Yes. Of course you can. Um, because you've obviously made references to the culture, the background, the where it's come from in terms of the comics, comics. Do you need to have any knowledge, prior knowledge of this film no. to see and to get no, it? No, no. I know, no. I know Marvel are normally quite good in that regard, yeah. but yeah. even though there's yeah. a wealth of background knowledge that for the people in the know, they're like, they can snigger and go, yeah, yeah, I know all that, what that's all about. Yeah. For those of us who are completely ignorant of the... Yeah, Saturn, Mar- Marvel... It could be a totally standalone film, and it, yeah, cool. yeah, you know. I, I remember I was speaking to one of my friends, Yatish, who's he's been on the podcast in the past, and I referred yeah. to Marvel as Marvel are revolutionary enough to still turn a huge profit, and so so they know <laughs> if we make this thing too niche, no one's going to watch it. So yeah, because they, they're going to go, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I th- and I think Marvel are brilliant. They are masters at going. There's a wealth of stuff that comes behind this, but mm. we're not going to go into that. We're going to sort of give you. We're going to make it easy, ex- easily accessible for people who don't know anything about this and still have the people who want about the wealth and everything like that. There's like there's a whole bunch of things that they can go into, and I feel like there is the. I one of the, one of the things I actually really want to do is I want to speak to somebody who is of Chinese descent about about watching the, about this film. I want to speak to somebody about it because. Um, um, we, I watched it. My wife watched it with me, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't like it as much as like say Black Panther." And I was like, "Oh yeah, you're black." Obviously, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like watching watching Black Panther. So sort of like you know, scratches an itch that the way I put it is scratched an itch I didn't even know was there. And and I I would imagine that for somebody of Chinese origin, that this film would have a similar thing to that. They'd be like, "Oh my god, look at that! Oh my god, they've done that! Oh my god, that's the way dragons are supposed to look, or <laughs> whatever it is." And and they do put in a whole bit like Tony Leung, who is like a legendary Hong Kong actor, is in it. Yeah. And there is there is a char- there is an actor in it that when. When this actor shows up, <laughs> bearing in mind that obviously this is a film that has like you know a heavy Chinese cast, my wife went, "Of course they're in it. Of course they." Are. <laughs> it's just kind of, and I was kind of like, "Yeah, I guess it, it is getting a little bit like that." But but all in all, I think it was great. I'll give it a four out of five. Easy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But good uh, four from me. Thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would totally watch this again. I would totally. I quite, watch this again. I quite fancy watching it in 3D. You know, I'm not normally a major fan of 3D, but mm. I think I might actually try and catch it. Well, 3D. I try to catch up with this one then, because okay. sometimes, as we've said before, if someone else reviews it, you think, oh, that's that's let me off the hook. Um, but I think this was, might be one that I might yeah. actually. It's, it's, it's quite fun, Sharon. It's yeah, quite fun. yeah. It's it's. I think it's very rare when you have a film that's just flowing and you're just enjoying the film and you're not thinking about oh, what else is going? What, I ha- what am I going to have for dinner? What time is it? Looking at your watch, and I think this this does that. I mean, that's just like a yeah. fantasy yeah. film. I think was very good. And also, oh, I might all- see if my nephew or one or a brother might want to go see that one. So yeah, I would. I would hope so. Check that out. I would hope so. And also, we always like to give any feedback or things that people give us. And there's a friend of my friend, uh, there's a friend of my friend, a friend of mine called um, Juwan, Juwan Guillory. You might remember him from when we were interviewing people when cinemas were yeah, all yeah. around. Yeah. Juwan, he's uh, American and he actually sent me, totally unsolicited, sent me a, a text saying that he thinks Shang-Chi is the first millennial MCU hero. It's very interesting when you watch the movie and realize it because he's in a phase of a life, he's in a phase of life we haven't seen from MCU characters. And I was like, Actually, that's it's an interesting point. It's mm. an interesting point because mm. a lot of the characters that we've seen, apart from Spider-Man, they've grown up. They know who they are in life. They they're settled and everything. And he he is a he's a different 
he's a different thing, which is kind of like an angle I hadn't realized that Marvel were doing. But once again, I think it's Marvel flexing their muscles to do things yeah. that other people haven't usually done. But enough about Shang-Chi, even though I want to talk about it so much more. Um, with yeah. Sean, um, and Sean and that, I want to talk a lot about this film. Uh, but we need to move on because I need to get out of here be, be, by, by the end of an hour. So we're going to go over to Netflix and Friends, and we're going to go to 9-11 Inside the President's War Room. So Sharon, you watch this. Tell us about it. Yeah, well, it's coming up in the next couple of days to the 20th anniversary of the the 9-11 um, attacks, as they've been become known as. Uh, the um, terrorist bombing, well, not bombing, flying a three air, four airplanes were hijacked. Two were flown into the Twin Towers. One was flown into the Pentagon and one was taken out before presumably it was going to attack the White House. And so this is 20 years on, 3,000 people were killed. And it's looking, it's going back to that day um, and looking at it basically from the president's point of view, it's George W. Bush. And he is interviewed throughout and he basically gives like a moment by moment reaction to what was going on. And one thing that strikes you is but part of... Um, as, this, as it was unfolding, it, it unfolded very quickly. I think there's another documentary that says basically the 102 minutes that changed America. Mm. And so basically from the first plane hitting to the second tower collapsing, it was 102 minutes. And that's not a lot of time in which to process um, what's going on in live time. In the days before, you know, the technology we have now, they didn't have what we have, what we're doing now. They didn't have Zoom and they didn't have, this sort of instant communication. And so the president was on a visit to a school in Florida, basically just promoting the domestic um, a, a drive to get children reading more and to that, that drive for sort of primary education. When the word came in that a plane had hit one of the towers and the, the president was first told that they thought it was a twin engine, uh, like a private. Or like Cessna or something. Yeah, that it was just a small plane relatively minor damage there was no word on casualties at that point but he was just told oh yeah yeah there's a plane since the two towers and he was like okay we're just going to carry on with our day and it was only when the second plane hit that people went hang on a minute this is more serious than we first thought and then he basically had had about half an hour he had to go away and then address the nation and it was literally on the fly and then his security was saying you can't stay here people we, we have publicized where you are going to be you are potentially a target and everyone around you is a target the only safe place for you is in the air so basically he was bundled onto air force one and then he spent the next sort of rest of the day basically flying from one air force base to another and at certain points of the journey because again the technology wasn't what it was as they were flying across the united states from like florida to nebraska basically they flew and they said as they passed cities they would pick up the transmissions from the local television stations and often they'd get more information from what they were picking up on the television than they had been when they were getting from their communications (laughs) and so they were then really just trying to piece together what was happening so as a documentary it was fascinating really because we all have our opinions as to alive in that day uh, as to what the president was doing because i think what we're all saying well where is he you know why isn't he just standing up and saying what's happening he just sort of disappeared and that's because basically throughout the day he said i think i need to be in washington i need to be stood in the oval office announcing this this and this and his security said no, absolutely not. We are overriding you. Uh, we have more authority in this than you as the president. We are overriding you. We are taking you to an underground bunker at this Air Force base in 
North Carolina or somewhere. So basically, he was basically bundled around, flying from yeah, Florida to Nebraska, Nebraska back to Pennsylvania or something, and then down back into to Washington, Columbia, you know, District of Columbia. So, so it was an interesting seeing that those events um, from that point of view. Okay, so so when you said. George W. So as are these new interviews with George W. Bush? Yes, they were con- they're, they're, they're interviews that have only just been made for this documentary um, 20 years on. Oh, and wow. and he was looking back at those events and then it's sort of in light of subsequent events, you know, why they decided that they they needed to go into Afghanistan and what yeah. led to the events in Iraq and a 20 year presence in Afghanistan, as it turned out, and how they were more or less convinced within an hour that they knew there was Al-Qaeda who'd done it. Other people were put in the frame and people had claimed responsibility from different parts of the world who were quite quickly dismissed saying that they don't have the capability of doing this, but we believe this is Al-Qaeda. And that was, they were convinced basically by the end of that day who they knew mm. who was responsible. So, so, what we, so obviously, I mean, with everything that's happening in Afghanistan at the moment and pulling out and like the Taliban coming back in power, it's a bit of a timely thing. Uh, what was your what was your final thought and of this, and how many how many stars did you give it? Well, my final thoughts was I, it gave me a much better opinion of of George W. Bush than I had before because <laughs> <laughs> he's largely point- had a bad reputation, I think, yeah. as someone who's not that bright. And yeah. actually, the decisions he made and his interview, I'm thinking, because he talks the way he does, you know, he's got this Texas accent and he, he has played up on that, you know, he's just a good old boy type thing. Um, people have, I think, have underestimated him, have assumed that he's, he's yeah, not that bright. And the way he was interviewed and the way that, that he was talking about the discussions, I thought, actually, there's probably much more to you than, than we've ever really appreciated. And I thought his compassion for the people who was with, there's sort of candid photographs of him, like one of his advisors lost his wife on one of the airplanes. And it's the way he was talking about it, the way he dealt with it. And there were people on the planes who were, you know, new people who had died in the Pentagon and in the planes. And I thought he was actually, I was really impressed by him, actually, much more than I ever thought I would be. (laughs) Because I'd obviously... You get fed a line, don't you? That you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought, well, actually, I think we have been fed a line for a while that there actually there is actually genuinely more to him than meets the eye. And I was more impressed than I thought I would be by by his conduct in these interviews. So, so I uh, would say it was worth a watch. It's inter- interesting to see those events from a different angle, which is probably why they did it now. Yep. And yep. I, yeah, I would I would say I would say it's definitely worth a watch. I would give it a four. War stars mm-hmm. for 9-11 inside the president's war room. Uh, okay, and now let's go back to cinema. Uh, here we have people just do nothing big in Japan. <laughs> people just do nothing big in Japan. Okay. Yeah. So, so obviously this is this is this is the film. This is the film version of a TV show that started off on BBC Three, and it 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 got, it's about um, these guys who run a pirate radio station called Corrupt FM. And okay, so Sean, I know you usually just like to be wound up and let go, so I'm just going to give like a little bit of synopsis <laughs> of what the film's about. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. So, so the film is, uh, from what I understand, Corrupt FM, they have been struggling for um, success in the UK. They haven't really had it. Then they find out that one of their songs has hit big in Japan. So they go on a tour of Japan to go see it. And then I can imagine that spinal type, spi- <laughs> spinal tap style stuff ensues. So, Sean, had you ever seen the TV show? No, I, I knew nothing about it. All all I got from this film ever was in Cineworld, they showed that, that, that 
trailer with the I don't know. Did, oh yeah, yeah. Did you see it with the, yeah, like, yeah. He goes, "Hey, it's me!" Like you know, yeah, oh, do yeah. the thing, do the thing. And I, I saw, so that's all I knew about it. And I thought, well, I had a feeling we 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 do the Shang Chi thing. So and to see a movie, and I yeah. thought, well, I'll go watch it. I wasn't expecting great things, um, but I do like mockumentaries. I do like mockumentaries quite a lot. Yeah. Um, knowing nothing about this. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I was, I was, it did make me laugh. It was quite, and because I thought, oh, there's, there can't be silly, silly characters like this, you know, they just can't be. But then there is, and you sort of see it, and you think, well, yeah, they, I can see, I have, I have known, well, I haven't known personally, but you're aware of characters that are like that. So they were yeah. all believable characters, yeah. a whole lot of them, even the, the, the druggy one, and, <laughs> and, um, you know, they were all like, because one's a postman and one's a one's a uh, works in a bowling alley and this is a, it all starts off and they they've had this radio station corrupt FM and they're like hey yeah yeah hey we've made it in Japan but what they've done is yeah it's in Japan but it's from this game show and you know how the Japanese are like and, the hey, how and they have all like massive heads and people running yeah, around yeah, and all like that sort of stuff. Takeshi's Castle and Banzai and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and all those. Anyway, so in the songs that I got, da, 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 so they got to have a little dance. And so basically they go over there, this Corrupt FM, the way, yeah, forever, Corrupt FM forever. And the, the, the Japanese guy, Tanaka, I think his name is, or something something like that, starts to sort of push the man. There's a, a chap who's their manager who just gets sort of kicked out, basically. And this Japanese guy takes over and he, he tries to change them all and make them wear different uniforms and do like a, he goes, okay, we've got to do this. We've got to do and do like a silly dance. So they're oh, all, yeah. oh, you know, make, so instead, make, them, make them into j Yeah, make them into like stupid TV characters and all that. So obviously, um, you know, there's a, a little bit of falling out and people go along with it. And then one decides he's, he's, he's you know, they, they sort of fall out. And then, they, <laughs> oh yeah, you've got, you've got one of them's girlfriend and his daughter. And he goes, oh, we're going to Japan. Oh no, no, we can't, we can't afford to take you. And then she dumped, she, so she puts herself on one of the other's wives and she ends up paying for her. So, and his wife, the wife of one of them, he's, she's sort of got a little blog with about 55 followers and she's going, Oh, I'm in Japan now. I'm in Japan. Oh, look at this. Ooh, selfie, selfie, famous people. And, you know, but there are people like that. that. that that's there like, are that's people like, out there like that. Oh, I've got to have a selfie. Selfie, selfie. That's like, like that. us yeah. with this podcast, 55 followers. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So I've, I've found this, <laughs> much more enjoyable than what I thought I was going to. I got to be honest. I, I mean, I didn't have any great expectations. I thought, well, it's okay. I'll give it a watch. Um, and I did find it really, really amusing. Um, and and I mean, I, I really like that Japanese culture as well. So, and you saw a lot of that. You saw a lot of, you know, they went to like little bars and like he's got he got the old food there. You know, like it is with the food. He's like, mm, 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 mm. and he's like, oh yeah, that's not too bad. Well, yeah, yeah, that's all right. And it's it's so they they. Because I mean, it's just totally alien, isn't it? It's totally alien to us, the Japanese culture. And the game show, I would love to see a game show like this, this bit of music was on. Because <laughs> there's like people walking around with big hammers on their heads and like cheese things and all the, all the you know, like the Chinese girls just up, like, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So yeah, it was totally, uh, it, was, it was totally in your face. And they had a karaoke bar and the, ca oh, that was, that was so good. They sort of split, split away. <laughs> 
and um, them in the yeah, karaoke yeah, be- bar. Because, because, ah. I'm, <laughs> because I'm going to be honest with you, right? Sure. When you said you'd seen this, I was like, "What? Really?" Like, yeah. Yeah, because because <laughs> number one, number one, the TV show is not something that I would have expected that you would no. have watched. It's not something that I would feel that you would have watched uh, because even I haven't watched it. I've, I've tried to watch a, a couple of things, and I think it's one of those things. I think a lot of it is the comedy of embarrassment and uh, and and on, yeah. on of awkwardness, and you you're either into that or you're not. And I'm large. I'm more not into it than I am into it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I quite like that thing with like the David Brent on the road and that sort of yes. Yeah, um, it, you know those mockumentary type spinal tap um, yeah and i like it when they because i like the bit when they're sort of trying to be really really showy off and quite big in front of you know when they're talking to people and then something happens and you can just see their expressions on the faces oh did they see did they see me do that you know oh well and they sort of look away and like, or like or like uh, the, or the emperor has no clothes the emperor has no clothes yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah so yeah. Okay, so, so with this, uh, sure, you enjoyed this way more than I thought you would. Yes. How many stars would you give this? Okay, well, I, I won't give it a, a... I mean, I'll give it a three. On our grading, I will give this a three. It was okay. It was what it was. It was it was good enough. It was watching it. It didn't bore me. I quite enjoyed it. It had moments. So, yeah, so I'm going to give... I'm going to stick with a three for this one. All right, cool. Good stuff. I, I think that's actually going to be the surprise, the absolute surprise <laughs> of this show. That's Sean, Sean like... Sean, yeah. Sean liked people just do nothing. Take it to <laughs> I mean, it's it's a all right, cool. And now we go back to Netflix and Friends, and this is something I saw on Now TV. So it's a Sky original, The White Lotus, and this is written by written directed everything by Mike White, who most people would know because he's a good friend of Jack Black. They used to have a, a production called a company called Black and White, and he wrote um, School of Rock with, with Mike White. Okay. And, and this is another one of these shows that there seem to be quite a few of them recently that um is made about rich mostly white people doing rich mostly white things so and there there's i mean there's succession there's big little lies there's the undoing and it's the the so the whole idea is that there's this hawaiian um resort called the white lotus it's and you, to begin with, you see, you meet all these characters that are going on a boat to the White Lotus for like a week, 10 days, almost like a package holiday, but package holiday for rich people. So you have a woman who is pretty much, um, she is, oh, good Lord, what's her name? I forgot the lady who made Facebook as big as it is. She wrote a book called Lead In. Uh, oh, good, I'm, I'm, blank, I'm blanking on her name. But it's, she's pretty, this character is played by uh, Connie Britton. It's pretty much this, uh, and she's going there with her family. She has two children, or one one's a teenage daughter who is just mean for the sake of being mean, and and um and she has a younger son. You have a couple who've just gotten married. You, um, you have uh, he's rich, she's not. Uh, you have um, and uh, essentially the, you tell it tells you something about the dynamic of the relationship that this whole honeymoon was paid for by his mother. It's <laughs> that that kind of thing. You have Jennifer Coolidge who plays a woman who's come here to scatter her mother's ashes, but she's like, you know, she's older, she's probably in her 50s, 60s, um, doesn't really, it's not really in a relationship, and you can see that there's a whole bunch of baggage that she has from being in his mother. And then the rest of the, sh- the, the six episodes, they meet the guy who's in charge of the, who, who's the concierge of the hotel called Armand, and it's him, and you, when you see him, he's meeting them with all the, like, you know, the Hawaiian locals, sort of like waving on the beach, and it's like, okay, everybody, smile, smile. Remember, these people are are like children they don't know what they want but they want everything it's you just have to sort of like you know cater to their every whim and in the first episode there is a character who is she it's her first day on the job 
and she's pregnant, but she hasn't told anybody because she needs the work. But she goes into labor early and she gives birth on the first day of the job. And Armand is kind of like, he's like, oh my God, I was ordering her around for the whole day and she was pregnant. She was about to give birth and I didn't even know. And so he kind of starts having this crisis of, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. I'm not sure I want to keep looking after the whims of these um, adult babies, pretty much, because it's like that's what all these people are. And you have um, so then all these there's all these sort of little subplots that sort of start weaving together. You have the the couple that get married because the guy he's a total he's like you know you can see he's like an entitled mama's boy, and he essentially is just kind of going oh this is not the room we got this is not the room we got, and he he gets to the point of ignoring his new wife to go and have to have it in for the for the manager of this hotel to sort of say you didn't give us our room you've cheated us i'm gonna call my mom my mom's gonna come beat you up (laughs) pretty much that that kind of energy that kind of energy and 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 i'm not sure what the i know it's going rave reviews but i have i personally i'm not sure what the attraction of these shows is is let's watch a show where we're going to watch rich white people be mean I mean, uh, why is that? Why exactly is that so? Um, what's the word? Why is it so enticing? Why is it? Why is this making? Why is this? Why is this something in the air at the moment? And they have bits in it where they sort of like they, you know, words like entitlement come up and everything like that. And they try and they try and talk about it. But uh, but the but the overriding feeling that I was left with after this show is is how the rich white people have come into an area and have destroyed people's lives without even knowing that they have done it (laughs) that they have come in they've come in with the privilege they there's one of them because the 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 rich family the rich family um they that the 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 daughter and the son she brings one of her friends along her friend is is not a friend is of a different um heritage so it looks like she might be part white she might be part black she might be there might be some asian in there i don't know but her friend is 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 not white and but her friend is still privileged and comes in there and like you know complains about the privilege and does does something that leaves a horrible taste in my mouth that essentially just destroys the lives of the people and is the whole idea is that they come in for 10 days they do this whole thing they live a whole bunch of disaster in their wake they leave and then the final scene of the whole thing is a new group of people arriving to this hotel so i think that there might be something in there about the cyclical nature of it and about all that kind of stuff I think it is overrated. I think it has gotten way more press than like I saw it because everywhere I was seeing was giving it five stars. So that's yeah, why yeah. I watched it. That's why I watched it. I was like, ooh, five stars everywhere. This must be great. And I watched it and maybe the point was that I started feeling really, really annoyed. Maybe the point was that I started maybe that was the point. But I I thought there were some good bits in it. I think the guy who plays Armand Murray Bartlett, I think his name is He's oh he's an Australian actor. Never seen him in anything before. He's really really good. Um, the but yeah, well I'm just left with they just they just went in there, went, yeah. swept in there, destroyed people's lives for ten days and then left. And <laughs> it's uh, so I would give it a three. I would give it a three because I can't get the bad taste out of my mouth. So- <laughs> it certainly pops up on my sky screen every time I turn sky on. It's one of those you might you might have missed this. 
I think it's, I would love to see someone who's watched it and someone who thinks it's worth five stars and have them explain to yeah, me why, why they thought it was worth, why it was five, worth five stars yeah. because there's uh, because I, I'm just left with that I'm missing something here I'm missing something well I've seen films that have got like two stars on there and I'm thinking why have they thought this was so bad that they think <laughs> that it's <laughs> that it weren't you know, not, you know, what do they dislike about it so much yeah, 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 no. I, I thought that with the Resident Evil film once. I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. Two hours later, oh my god, that's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So now we go back to cinemas. And Sean, you saw Nighthouse. So what is I this? I saw Nighthouse. Yeah. I know absolutely nothing about this. Okay, well, this was a film um, which I, I don't know. It might have slipped under under the radar. It was. Um, uh, it's basically the story. It starts off. There's this 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 lady um, played by Rebecca Hall. And um, she's, she's like a teacher, but her husband has killed himself. Her husband's oh. committed suicide. And she spends evenings getting drunk and looking through through things. And then she finds, she's looking through the phone and she sees something and she says, oh, you know, it looks like me, but is that me? And she does a bit of research and she finds this bookshop and she goes to this bookshop and she actually sees the girl that's in the photograph and they do look remarkably similar. And she says, oh, you know, you did you have an affair with my husband? Do you do all that? And she goes, no, 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 no. Um, anyway, she turns up at, at the house and says, yes, I did know your, and I did quite fancy your husband. And we did go out for a drink and we did this. And then, so, and then there's this, anyway, that's, that, that's as far as that goes. And then gradually some strange things start happening. Like she wakes up in the night and, and there's sounds and the music turns on and you've got all those tropes of, of, uh, and then she starts having visions about, these girls being murdered which look very much like her and she sees this this light on an island because she lives lives by a lake she sees this light on the island and she ends up sort of going over and there's this house which is like a uh, same sort of house as what she lives in but just like reversed and obviously not not completed but it's all and um she there's this old boy who says oh no you don't want to go down there what what, what are you doing here you shouldn't be here and all this so it's, and it is quite intriguing. It's quite intriguing. And you never know if, because there's like this entity, there's like this, this thing where she moves around the house and smashes stuff up and that like she's being grabbed by something. Yeah. It's one of those things which you don't know because obviously she's really, really traumatized because her husband's committed suicide and whether it's PTSD or something like this. Um, and yeah, I do you know this is, and believe it or not, there was one bit in this that made me jump. It got me. It got me. It got me. It actually got me. And it was really, really, really clever. And I'll tell you what, Sharon, it's not really, I mean, I I don't know if they've classed it as a horror film. It's more suspense film, but I really think that you might like this film. I've got a feeling that you might like this film. It's not like gory or horrible or anything like that, but I've got a feeling I well, mean, as I long could... as I'm not the only one in the cinema watching yeah. it, I, I'm I, sure I, I'll be fine. <laughs> I, could, I could be totally wrong, but it's just, it's interesting, especially the interest with the girls that look very similar to his yeah. wife, you know. Um, and, and there's also a bit in it where, like, this entity or supposed entity comes and she does think it's her husband and she sort of holds it and all that. And that's when she has all these visions of all these different girls that have been, like, killed. And so, you know, and obviously there's this house which is, which is on this island, which might hold some secrets and things. And so, yeah, so I think, I mean, it's probably one you could wait till it comes on TV, but I do, I have got a feeling that 
you wouldn't think this was too bad. I wouldn't class it as schlocky, horror, slashery no. type thing. More suspense, more intrigue, more, oh, that's, you know, well, where's this going? Where's this going? Yeah, well, well, to, a puzzle. To be yeah. honest with you, I don't think that it's going to be in cinemas that much longer, so. No, <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I think it's sort of slipped under the radar, but it's it's really well acted. I mean, what's Rebecca Hall? I recognise her from other stuff. She must have she, been in. Yeah, Um, the name's gone out of my head. Is it Vicky Cristina Barcelona? Yes, oh, yes, right. she was. Okay, yeah, yes. she was in, I think it was The Awakenings, which was on those like psychological, verging yeah. on horror, haunting, e ghosty thing. Right. Yeah. She was in Iron okay. Man three. Oh right, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, so she was. Uh, I think Rebecca Hall. She's one of these. She appears in a lot of indie stuff. She appears yeah, yeah, in, yeah. It is, yeah. It is. It has got that very indie feel about yeah. it. You know, it's not a. It's not a sort of in your face schlocker. And as I say, the the jump. The jump bit for me was really, really, it got me. I was like, whoa, I <laughs> did not get that. So, so, so okay, okay. Oh, she's uh, in Dorian Gray as well. Okay. Yeah. okay, I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued. Did you see this on the island or was this a Bournemouth watch? No, this was on the island. It's on the island and it's still out, actually. It's still in the cinema at the moment. Oh, okay. It's still on, it was on this week. Whether okay, it'll still okay. be there tomorrow. Today so, might be the last one then. Yeah, so... So I'll tell you what, right? I'll tell you what, while you while you're reviewing the next thing, I'm going to go have a quick look before I badmouth the view Redditch. I'm going to see if they're showing it. Okay. <laughs> before I before yeah I, yeah yeah. Before it's I quite. It's... So so how many stars did you give the night house? Um, well, I'd have to give. I mean, we're talking highs, lows, and and all that like we used to. But I'm going to give this a solid three. I'm going to give this a three stars. I say, um, I don't think it quite scrapes the four, but it was really it was better than I thought. It was well acted, mm. and and the jump was like. I don't know if the jump would be worth a four. No, probably not. I'll give it a three. But uh, I think, uh, well, I mean, it was just a good film. It was entertaining. I didn't oh, like, so, yeah. so you're saying it was a four-star jump, a four-star jump and a three-star yeah, film. Yeah, a four-star jump and a three-star film. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> cool good stuff. And now we go back to Netflix. And Sean, you're up again. With, I'm up again. With, with a film yeah. that is not Michael Caine. That, <laughs> yeah, because that was like in the French. 70s. Yeah. The French, a French film called The Swarm. Named the after, Swarm, yeah. I like to think named after a Michael Caine film. But, I think the French word is La Noube. La Noube. La Noube. Oh, okay. La Noube. So, right, cool. okay. So this basically is, um, it's a story of this um, French family, well, mother, son and daughter, the, sort of a teenage daughter um, and a, a younger son, just, just sort of, you know, maybe 12-ish. 10, 12-ish. Anyway, and she, she's very eco-friendly and all that, but she breeds these locusts for food. So oh, yeah. she breeds locusts and then sort of puts them down for, for meal and tries to sell them. And she's she's trying to sell all these things and she's and she's not getting particularly very far. But anyway, one day the young lad who's played at football, he injures himself and he's got like a little cut on his hand and he's got some pet locusts in a, in a tank anyway. And then he goes and one comes on his finger and it really likes the taste of, you see it sort of, having a good old lick of the blood. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they like, you know, this tent. Um, and things aren't going particularly well for her. So the, the, the mother has a bit of a rage. And um, no, she slips over. She bangs her head and she gets knocked out. And there's blood. There's like a pool of blood. And she's in the locust thing. And the locusts pop down and they decide they're going to have a little... <laughs> hmm, they quite like I'm not this. liking the way this is going. And all of a sudden, they're like... Repro- you know, there's like loads of them. They start really, really reproducing. Where she goes, oh no, no, no! So she has to get, she has to get buy these more tents so she can make more locusts because now she's she's making some money because the people are buying them for for their bird farms or chicken farms or whatever like that. And there's good protein nutritional stuff. 
And so there's these more and more. She, you know, they just love it all, and she starts buying blood from like the abattoirs and stuff to to, to oh, feed to them. feed, the, to feed yeah. the swarm. So yeah, to feed the swarm. Anyway, basically, so, hey, go, go, go. when she sells these locusts, are they alive or dead? No, 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 no. She sort of she sort of prepares them and grinds them down okay, and, go, 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 and, go, go. and cooks them, whatever. Um, anyway, so the teenage daughter, obviously, she's got friends. She's at school, and you know what teenage daughters are like. They can get a bit, you know, some. Teenagers can be pretty nasty to other teenagers, yeah, yeah, yeah. can't they? So, so one day she she sort of you know she sort of gets a bit angry with her mother. Should we say she's been really good all the way through in that, but she gets a bit angry with her mother, and so she decides she's going to sort of slash one of these tents with all the all the locusts in and things. So, so set free all locusts the locusts with a taste for blood. Okay. Locusts with a taste for blood. So she opens all these, and of course they escape, don't they? So you can what? imagine what's going to happen. No. <laughs> no way! You can imagine what this swarm's going to do. So yeah, so you got this swarm of blood-sucking um, locusts. Blood-sucking locusts. Locust. Yeah, blood-sucking locusts, sort of spreading out across the 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 plane. So yeah, so that's 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 pretty much the story. Um, so you can what what? Is that no holidays? That part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but as for the. I thought the act in this was really good. I thought it was going to be subtitles, but it wasn't. And although it was a French film, I, I wondered if it must have been because they, they've got slightly American accents, although they're French accents. And they, they was it on French, Netflix it? by any chance? It was a Netflix one, yeah. They started Netflix. dubbing a lot of their foreign language films, I've noticed. Really? It's hard to find them in subtitled because I saw right. a Russian one. I only, I only got about a quarter of an hour in because right. I got so fed up with the dubbed voices. I was like, can I not turn this off and just watch mm. it with subtitles? And I, they wouldn't let me. So I don't know if that's a thing that they've just started doing. Right, that. possibly, possibly, because it was very, you know, it sounded Canadian French, because I thought, did they dub it? Those look, got a look on his face there like they might have. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just showing, I was just checking, because I've gone onto Netflix just now, and I've, I've just checked to see whether this was a Netflix film or a film on Netflix. Right. Okay. This yeah. is a Netflix film, so it's yeah, branded yeah. with an N and everything that oh, Sean okay. likes. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That Sean likes. <laughs> Have that... you been bitten by a bloodthirsty locust or anything? <laughs> um, it was just it, it quite intrigued me, really, when I when I um because you know obviously the Michael Caine and the Livid de Havilland that was was the Livid de Havilland in that as well with like the, but they were bees, weren't they? Yeah, oh, they were bees. Yeah. And I actually yeah, read the I, I actually read the synopsis. And sometimes some of these 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 foreign films, as we know, can be quite quite interesting, quite good. So yeah, 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 I yeah, sort yeah. of give it and and I, I gave it a chance and I watched it and I thought, yeah, this is pretty good. And it's very, very well acted. I think it's I think in fact I think it's extremely well acted. And I like that a lot because quite often in some of these films, especially teenagers, yeah, they don't even kids, try, do they? You can't even you know, you know, you're not convinced by them. Whereas yeah. I was pretty much convinced by this. So yeah, this was enjoyable. This was okay. This was good, and it's gonna get yeah a three star. It's gonna get a three star. As I say, I think with Sharon's grading, which I think is 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 a really really good system, which I am gonna sort of work by because I am pretty much all over the place, aren't I? Really. So yeah. So this if, will get a solid three stars. If you want to know what Sharon's grading is, please do have a look on the Netflix versus Cinema chat, <laughs> which Sharon has put it down there and told you exactly what films get a five star and what films get a one. And what films would get a zero if she was allowed to give those? But... 
<laughs> all right cool so um okay so i'll give you an out sean this film wasn't made by netflix the film was made and then netflix bought it so, right okay so yeah i'll, I'll give you that that uh, they just don't want the cash cash to make it but you you can you can kind of keep your whole thing about netflix don't care about okay, quality okay but <laughs> oh thank you toes thank you but, but, but uh, <laughs> A, f- a Netflix film, a Netflix branded film, a three star Netflix branded film from Sean. That is like that's uh, good. That's, My friend. That's, that's like good. Christmas. But, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, cool. So now all that's left to do is to tot up the numbers and to see who is it. For those of you who've been paying attention at home, who is it that has won this week? Sharon, Sean, who do you think I, has won this week? I think, I think it's a draw. I was going to say the same. I think it's a dead heat. I think we've had fours and we've had threes. And I think they've been evenly spread. Okay. So I'm going to go with a dead heat. Okay, I think... Uh, no, no, I see. Now, this is the thing. I think you guys have started paying attention as we're going along because it is a dead heat. <laughs> Round one. <laughs> Round one. We had Shang-Chi with four and then we had 9-11 inside the President's War Room with four. People just do nothing with three against the White Lotus with three. Nighthouse with three, the swarm with three. So every single round was level pegging. We nobody's winning this week, and so we have that rare beast of a draw on Netflix versus <laughs> Cinema this week. So yeah, well done Netflix, well done Cinema. Let's keep it up and let's come back next week yeah, and see yeah. what's going on. I will come back next week. We do not know. Uh, well, I don't know what's going. I don't know what's coming out. But if if everything is going to go in the usual way, in is which... Aretha out this week or is that another respect, week? Respect, yeah. respect is out respect. this week. I just checked View Cinema Reddit. They don't have the Night House, but they do have Respect. So... Ooh, yeah, that that'd be quite interesting. So yeah. we got Respect and oh yes, we got Respect. The uh, the problem I have with Respect, uh, what I have with this is that. I've seen trailers and everything, and it looks like a by the numbers biopic. If it looks like Walk the Line, it looks like Ray. It looks like yeah, it looks yeah, yeah, it looks like I'm just kind of like, I, 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 it looks like a nailed on three star movie if I ever saw one. But but I know I need to get out of the, I need to get out of the habit of reviewing films before I've even seen them. So <laughs> I'm gonna see what's on Monday. Oh, cop shop, cop shop. Oh, cop shop. Yeah, the Gerald Butler, Frank, Frank Grillo, Sharon, Frank Grillo, Frank Grillo, yeah, Frank Grillo and Gerald Butler in a movie. Mm. Uh, yeah, is okay. Frank is Frank the bad guy though? If Gerald's in it, I actually don't know. I know one I think, of them. I it... think from the trailer, it looks like Gerald's the bad guy, but possibly could oh. be a, could possibly be a good Frank guy. Because I think Frank Grillo's got a moustache, hasn't he? And that tends to bode well. That, <laughs> yeah. that tends to ear on the side of you know facial hair. He's one of those. Is, yeah, it, is it kind of like one. is it kind of like black black hat white hat? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hat, he's got a mustache that never bodes well. <laughs> His mustache, got... oh, don't trust him, don't trust him. We've, we've got malignant, whatever that is. We got respect, and that's about it, I think. Oh, origins is still on the foot soldier. Oh, good lord! <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah. Oh, and it's a bit earlier. It's a bit earlier, so. That is okay. a possibility. Right, right, <laughs> Maybe. Right we'll have to see, see what happens. Okay, anyway, with that being the case, it's time to say a goodbye from me. A goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. We will see you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs>